there's a um, little bit of a contradiction, it seems, between yesterday's one minute of Torah and yesterday's Hasidus in depth class. Um, there are many teachings of the Rebbe about the fifth night of Hanukkah. Uh, here's three of them. The fifth night of Hanukkah, the Rebbe says, is the time when there is uh, the majority of the Malaria has been lit already. And that the fact that there's more light in the Malaria than more of the Malaria has been lit than they're not, that, um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? The fact that there's more than there has been lit than, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. The fact that there's more than there lit than not lit, that emphasizes that um, uh, that the side of light will win over the side of darkness. The fifth night of Hanukkah, the day of Hanukkah, is about the victory of light over darkness. You see already the, 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 the things tipping towards the sides of, side of light. That's one teaching. Another teaching that uh, is famous, although it's not really uh, something that I've mentioned in any talk, but it's a famous story that I've ever said that um, it says about every day of creation, it was evening and it was morning. The only time it doesn't say it was evening and it was morning is about was Shabbos. The reason it doesn't say that is because Shabbos is above darkness. So the fifth day of Hanukkah is the only day of Hanukkah which cannot fall on Shabbos, which underscores something darker, something that's missing in this day. That's the power of a jewel. The power of a jewel is to be able to uh, to bring light even to a place of darkness. That's a, another teaching, which sounds a little bit opposite of the first teaching, but we're going to get even more opposites in a second, because uh, the first teaching is underscoring on the fifth night of Hanukkah, there's more light than dark. The second, uh, and second one is saying, it's the opposite. We, we celebrate the fifth, the fifth night of Hanukkah because we want to bring light to a place of darkness. But this teaching that I shared yesterday, a minute of Torah, goes like this. There's an argument between Besham and Besilo about the lighting of an air. Beishamai says that on the first night of Hanukkah, you have to light eight candles, and each night of Hanukkah to take off a candle. So according to Beishilo, on, on, on the other hand, which this is the halacha, that's actually the acronym of the word Hanukkah. Hanukkah stands for Ches Neres Halacha Kebeisilo. Eight candles are the amount of candles we need to light. And Halacha follows Beisilel. So we light one candle on day one and we add a candle every night. So this contradiction to Misham Beisilel, this argument to Misham Beisilel, leaves us with Beishamai having more candles on the first night of Hanukkah, Misil having the least. And on the fifth night of Hanukkah, is the first time where we have more candles on the side of Beis Hillel. What's the meaning of their argument? What are they really arguing about? So there's many different ways that Rebbe analyzed this. Uh, among them, uh, in general, throughout the Talmud, the Rebbe says that Beis Shammai always focuses on the potential, Beis Hillel always focuses on the actual. So Beis Shammai says on the first night of Hanukkah, there's a potential of a miracle for eight nights, and therefore we celebrate eight nights on the first night of Hanukkah. Beis Hillel says, let's celebrate the actual days that we have where the, where the, where the menorah has lasted. Well, let's celebrate that, that there's one night. We have two, one night that the menorah has lasted until the new oil will arrive. We have one cruise of oil to use. 
and we're celebrating that there's a second night, there's a third night. So his hill goes by the actual. That's one way the Rebbe analyzes this. But in the Minda Torah yesterday, I shared another teaching of the Rebbe. I think it's from Tavshimim Ches, Tavshim Zayin, I don't remember. But the Rebbe says like this, Beishamai and Beishil will have another difference between them. Besides the fact that Beishamai goes after the potential and Beishil goes after the actual, another difference, which is also connected, but I'm not going to get into, into that right now, Beishamai's service of Hashem is associated with turning away from evil. His service of Hashem is about focusing on the negative and getting rid of the negative. That's why they are always more strict than Basilo. They always say when there's an, when there's something that there is a potential for wrong in, there's there's a, a koyach, there's a potential there for something negative. Beishamai says, discard it, get rid of it. Hill, on the other hand, says when there's a potential for something that could be used, don't worry about the potential for the negativity, let's use it. So throughout the Talmud, Beishamai is more strict, Basil is more lenient, this has to do with their soul root. Beishamai's root is from the sphere of Gvura. It's from the sphere, from the sphere of, of judgment. And therefore, he sees something that could be used as something negative. And therefore, he says, Surmeira, his focus is turn away from evil, get rid of all evil. That's, that's where the most emphasis should be, according to the school of Beishamai. According to the school of Beishilal, the word Hillel comes from the word Behilunere, which means let light shine. Behilal's service of Hashem is well, let's let's use something for for the positive. Let's let's try to bring more light to the world. Something may be uh, construed, misconstrued, or something may be misused. Something may be manipulated. It doesn't that, that that doesn't concern us? If it's if it's not bad, if it's just a potential for evil. Let's let's try to use it for the positive. So Beishilal's service of Hashem is about asete, about increasing in goodness. Beishamai's service of Hashem is is to to turn away from evil. Day one of Hanukkah, Beishamai is addressing a person who has not begun, uh, in the language of John Paul Jones, he has not begun to fight. He has not even started this uh, activity of trying to reject the negative in his life. He is, hasn't even started Beis Shammai's uh, method. He's just starting Hanukkah. He's just found this crucifix oil. Where does he start? So he has a lot of negative in his life. He has, he's entrenched in all the different things that he does. He is, he is not only um, prone to eat one jelly donut too many, but he's addicted. He's addicted and he's attached. The previous Rebbe uses a word in different discourses, which sounds a lot like addiction, He's attached to evil. And the previous Rebbe's advice sounds a lot like the 12 steps. He says, when you're when you're attached to evil, you have to turn to God and ask God to help you. That's, that, that's the advice he gives. It's not just like, you just like, uh, just don't do it. He's a, you got to use full throttle. You got to tear yourself away. So Shammai says to the guy who is att- attracted and attached and entrenched in, in bogged down in the negative, Beishamai says, I want you to use all of your eight candles. I want you to go all the way, give it all you've got, be really intense with yourself and say to yourself, no, and go and move. That's Beishamai. Day two, you've done this already for day one. You've, you've tasted a little bit of this bitter medicine of, of, the, of, this, of this negative energy of, of break away and escape and rip yourself away. 
you don't have to hard knuckle it as much on day two. Let, let's continue the analogy of the Alcoholics Anonymous. You go to meetings, uh, you know, the, the, the meetings that you go to after, I think there's 60 days, they have one method, and after 60 days, there's a little intent, less intense. So you, you've torn yourself away, you're after 60 days. Okay, so you don't. You only need to have seven candles now. And, and as you get used to this, you may be prone to uh, make a mistake again, but you don't need to, the, the farther and more time that has, that has elapsed from the last time you've fallen, the, the less you need to focus on on the negative. You don't have to, you don't let's have to use all of the intensity of Nishama to tear yourself away. Beis Hillel, on the other hand, he says, what's a Meneira about? What's a Meneira? What does Beis Hillel see a Meneira as? Beis Shammai sees a Meneira as a tool to push away darkness. Beis Hillel, and therefore Beis Shammai says, you, got, you, have, you haven't started pushing away darkness? Use all your light, use all your energy, use all your soul's energy to push away the darkness on day one. Beis Hillel says, a Meneira is not about that. A Meneira is about adding in light. And in order to add in light successfully, you cannot add with all candles at one time. In order to begin to serve Hashem in a proper way, you, you cannot uh, take on all of the chumras and all the minhagim and all the mitzvahs all at once, and it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You've got to start off with one candle. You've got to start off with one thing, with one mitzvah, which you're even embarrassed to say this is the thing you're starting because it seems so small and 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 negligible. But Basilo says, start with that one bit of what, one little candle. And watch what happens, Beis Hillel says. Beis Hillel knows how God built Jewish souls. Beis Hillel knows that Jewish souls have a thing for mitzvahs. So when you do one mitzvah, what's going to happen is you're going to want to do another mitzvah. That's it's, it's what's going to happen. You're going to do one mitzvah, you're going to want to do another mitzvah. That's how Hashem built the neshama. So yes, you start off with one candle, but guess where this is going? You're going to do one mitzvah, and it's going to make you want to do another mitzvah. I'm going to bore Yonatan with repeating this analogy for the 400th time he's heard it. I was once in the grove giving out Meneiras, and I asked the Jew if he wants a Meneira, and he said, no. I said, why not? Why don't you want a Meneira? It's such an, I'm giving you a gift. Here's a Meneira. Like, you use it or you don't use it. Here's a gift. The guy's like, I don't want the Meneira. And I'll tell you why. There's one thing in Judaism that I believe in and I'm afraid of. Judaism, Judaism says one mitzvah leads to another mitzvah. So I don't want to go where this is going to take me. So his hill talks to our neshama and says to us, one candle at a time, one mitzvah at a time. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to increase. You have $100, says the Talmud, you're going to want 200 You have 200 you're going to want 400 so That's what the theme of the fifth night of Hanukkah is. Again, point number one was, oh, there's more light than darkness. Point number two is that the fifth night is about the ability of a Jew to illuminate the place of darkness. Point number three is the focus on doing good, how doing good is our objective. And I'm doing good. There's more. Oh, I didn't tell you this. On the fifth night of Hanukkah, there are more candles according to Beis Hillel. On the fifth night of Hanukkah, you see the value of those who follow the opinion of Beis Hillel and look and, and then focus on doing good. There are those who focus on the negative. But you see the value of those who follow the opinion of Beis Hillel, those who follow an, an increasing in positive. You see how their shita, their opinion, their method works better. You see, the fact that there's more because on the fifth night of Hanukkah, according to Ms. Shama, you only have four candles. On the fifth night of Hanukkah, according to Ms. Hill, you have five candles. So there's more candles on the side of Ms. Hill, which underscores that this idea of focusing on doing good, how that's better and that's more impactful and that's more worthwhile. And that's, and that's as Rebbe said on other occasions, how how should you turn away from evil by doing good? 
So focus on doing good, and that and, and, and that's the most important thing. There's you'll see there's more light according to Bias Hello. So the fifth night of Hanukkah underscores that a Jew should be as it says in Hayom Yom, that uh, the Rebbe says that we don't need to get involved in the various political parties, and, and uh, our job is to add in light. That's our job. What about the darkness in the world? That's not our job. Our job is to add in light. That's our focus. That's where we need to work on. What will happen to the darkness? The light will push away the darkness. But Beis Hillel says, just focus on doing good. Just focus on, on light. And the, you see in the fifth night of, fifth night of Hanukkah the, the value of this. Now, this seems to contradict what we learned yesterday. What did we learn yesterday? Yesterday, we learned that the advantage of the holiday of Pesach or the holiday of Hanukkah or the holiday of Purim is that on Pesach, there is the destruction of evil and the salvation of the Jewish people by the very same light, the same light of Hashem that destroys the Egyptians, saves the Jewish people, which underscores in our personal service of Hashem, that we, if one, when you are at a higher level serving Hashem, it doesn't matter. Hashem is asking you to take out the garbage. Hashem is asking you to take, get rid of the negative. All you should care about is what Hashem wants you to do. doesn't matter if it's turning away from evil. doesn't matter if it's bringing light. You should just be in a state of devotion and service. Why should it matter to you what Hashem is asking you to do? It shouldn't matter. If you are, there are other holidays where there is the, the emphasis on one day is about the destruction of our enemies. One day is about bringing more light. The Hanukkah we have, uh, according to my, the Me'iri, the Alter Rebbe, the, the 24th of Kislev, which is about the destruction of our enemies, and 25th of Kislev, which is about the light of the Manera, the, a greater light. So, and we have the opinion, I'm not going to go over the whole thing we went yesterday, but I want to go over the third opinion. The, it seems the highest level, the highest level is Pesach. What's the highest level of Pesach? The highest level of Pesach is you don't care. So how do I say yesterday that we don't shouldn't care what Hashem is asking us to do? And here the Rebbe says you should care, and your focus should be to add in light. There's a a, a teaching of uh, the Rebbe's father, guard my soul because I am a chassid. He said, um, actually I'm not sure. I, I heard a few different interpretations. I'm not sure which one comes from his father. One interpretation, I guess, this is more of a. Uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of comment. Uh, if I wouldn't be a chassid, guarding my soul wouldn't help me too much because if I'm not a chassid and I'm trying to uh, follow a different approach, I'm going to be stuck anyways. Guard my soul because I'm a chassid. Another interpretation of this is precisely because I'm a chassid, I need more protection. Why? Because chassidus give such powerful ideas that could send you really hard and fast down the wrong direction without, if, if you don't understand them properly. That's why it's so important to have a personal rav, a personal teacher, to give you insight for you what it means for you. You, you may need eight, eight candles here and there tonight to push away the evil. That's where you might need to be. You need to go to the AA meeting. That's where your soul might need to be right now. And you're going to hear a whole wonderful, you know, lovey-dovey thing about one mitzvah at a time, and you, that's not what you, your neshama needs right now. There's, there's a pasuk in Tanya, there's a line in Tanya, it says, Altar speaks about how all the worlds are nullified to Hashem, Everything is nullified. Everything is insignificant. So Bishol Friedman says, the altar bad's a line over there. He says, when you think about how all the world and all existence is nullified to Hashem, don't exclude yourself. You're also nullified to Hashem. Now, intellectually, if everything is negligible, why should I be the only thing that's not negligible? So Bishol Friedman said, here the altar is alluding to the fact that you need to have a Rebbe. You can't just... 
pick yourself up by pulling your hair. That, that, that there's something there's something that, that in the tanya that 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 is being given that you could grasp intellectually, and there's something that you cannot grasp intellectually, and you need assistance. Like uh, the Rebbe walked into the bris of Rabbi Yosef Chitrik from Tzvas, the Rebbe was a sandik. Rebbe put his finger on the mezuzah, and Rebbe said the mezuzah has to be changed. Imagine you're in an environment, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't even know what's missing. You need someone else, and, and the Rebbe just walks and puts his hand there for a second, and this whole thing is, has to be changed. The whole everything has to be changed. The whole the whole environment is missing. Hashem's kedusha. So it's possible that that the same thing is 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 in our lives that we don't know, and that's why it's so important to have a say l'charav. To know what is needed when, but just just let's talk about in principle. Is there a contradiction between what we said yesterday and today? Of course, it's not. It's from the same Rebbe. But what is what's the difference between what the Rebbe said, what we learned yesterday, how it shouldn't matter to us what Hashem is asking us to do, or what the Rebbe is saying today that should matter and our focus should be to do good? The Rebbe spoke once about the um, seven branches of Manera and about Lubavitch. The Rebbe said, "Is there are seven branches of the Manera?" That means that there are seven ways of serving Hashem. But the unique way of serving Hashem of Lubavitch, or the previous Rebbe, is in chesed, is in love. That's what the word Lubavitch means. Lubavitch means love. The Rebbe said on another occasion that in order for a mitzvah to bring light to the world, you have to do mitzvah with simcha. If it's not done with simcha, there's no light in the mitzvah. The mitzvah won't have light. There have been gili lukus, to reveal Hashem where you are, it has to be simcha. Because not, there's no simcha, your mitzvah, your mitzvah draws down godliness to the world, but it, it doesn't bring more revelation of Hashem. Not something that we could feel and connect with. So I think what they're learning about today, about the fifth night of Hanukkah, we're learning about what the goal is, where we're trying to get to, where we're trying to get to, where, where, where the, what, what Hashem's desire is. We have to know what Hashem wants to accomplish with us when he gives us the mitzvahs. We have to know where it's going. Because if we don't know where it's going, we're not going to do it in the right way. If we don't know that the, that the objective is to add light to the world, if we don't know the objective is about chesed and love, and, that, that's, and that's what we're about, then we're, even though we may be very devoted, as we learned yesterday, and shouldn't matter to us what Hashem is asking us to do, that's true. It shouldn't matter to you. You should do it either, whatever Hashem is asking you to do. It shouldn't matter whether taking out the garbage or lighting them in the air. It should be easy. It should be the same to you. Your devotion to Hashem should be the same. But at the same time, you should, also, you should also be aware of the objective of God's goal in creation. God wants not only a home in the world, He wants a beautiful home. If you don't know that, if, you don't, if, it's, not, it's, not, if it's not your focus, you're not going to do what Hashem wants properly. So if we're talking about inside ourselves, inside me, <clears throat> what, where, where do I have to be? I have to be, I have to both be at bat, where Hashem sends me to, whatever Hashem is sending to me, sending to me today, that shouldn't matter whether whether it's 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 taking on the garbage or not. It shouldn't matter. I should be devoted to Him. On the other hand, I have to know what the goal is. I don't know what the goal is. Not going to do it right. I have to know what it's about. So the fifth day of Hanukkah, what we're looking at today is, where are we going? Where is are we headed? What 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 is it about? What are we trying to do? If you're taking out the garbage, but life to you is about taking out the garbage. Then when you light, light the manera, your manera is also going to be, it's going to be missing the simcha of, 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 there has to be simcha in both. And take out the garbage, light the manera, because Hashem told you, told you to do both. There's, there's the pleasure of Hashem that you are achieving by doing whatever Hashem is asking you to do, whether it's to get rid of the negative in yourself or what Hashem is asking you 
to do something that brings reveals light in, in Hashem's world. It shouldn't matter to you what Hashem is asking you to do. Because Hashem has asked you to do it, and, you, and you're a servant of Hashem. You also have to know the content and the theme of where this is going. You have to know that although Hashem is telling you to take out the garbage, it's not about the garbage. The Gemara says this. The Gemara says, if Hashem would tell us to chop wood, we would chop wood. So we have to have that added. It doesn't, shouldn't matter to us whether we're putting on film or chopping wood. Chopping wood and putting on film. Nasev and Nishma, I am devoted to Hashem. Hashem is saying to don't kill. Hashem is saying, believe in Hashem. For me, for me, it should be equal because I'm devoted to him. But I also have to know where this is going. If I'm focused on where this is going only, yeah, if I don't have that sense of devotion, so then I'm going to be uh, irreverent. I'm not going to be so, care so much when Hashem says, don't do A, B, and C. Ah, okay, it's milchiks and fleshiks. So I didn't wait an hour after the milchiks for the, for the fleshiks. Well, what's the big deal? I said a bracha, I said alamichia, I didn't wait an hour. What's the difference? But if you realize that if you have this Nasim and Nishma attitude, it matters. Whatever Hashem asks you to do, you're in, interested in Hashem. We also have to realize where this is going. Uh, let me just conclude with one, one point, hopefully to, to bring this home. Um, when I was on, on Shlichus in New Haven, make a long story short, very short, um, on the day after Simchastera, we got a call that we have to clean out the garbage uh, of this dumpster, because we put the we we had we had put the manera into this dumpster. We we had to take down the dig down the sukkah, and the sukkah we we took down the sukkah was raining. We're trying to fit the sukkah into a dumpster, and it wasn't fitting. And we had, were trying to we had to stand inside the dumpster in order to be able to get the the sukkah to fit in the dumpster. So there is the simcha. Ah, we're doing something special. We're doing what what we're shluchim of the rabbi. We're an emissaries. This is our mission today to to fit the sukkah in the dumpster, and we're singing in the rain. We were, we were singing in the rain. It was great. We're, we're putting up the sukkah, taking down the sukkah. We're singing in the rain. We're... But we knew what it was about. We knew that it's going to, it's about the revelation of Hashem. It's about the light. It's not only about showing up. It's about where Hashem wants us to do, where Hashem wants us to go. Why, how, do, how do I know we knew that? Because the guy told us on the phone, if you don't take out the sukkah down, if you don't take the sukkah down and put it in the garbage, you will not have a sukkah next year. We want the sukkah there to be next year. We want the sukkah to be there next year. And therefore, we're dancing in the rain today to take on the sukkah. Okay, whatever. It didn't make sense. didn't help you. I don't care. Have a great Shabbos. A good Yontif. Taigazun. No, it makes sense. You understand? Okay.